Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. You are listening to Holding Down the Fort with Alejandro Soto. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you listening and giving me some of your time and attention today. I've got a cool guest, uh, Mr. Brent Helmkamp. But first, I want to let you know I've got a Patreon page. I started that thing, so if you want to... uh, sign up there's a free tier i don't know if i i don't know if i have it set up that you can like sign up for it yet but i'm posting stuff to it and it's going out to everybody not just the like paid tiers that i have set up so uh check it out there are two tiers that you can like subscribe uh there's nothing that i'm putting up that is not that is going up like just for the paid subscribers. I think I'm going to do my radio shows for those, uh, those people that tune in or that like pay for stuff. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but yeah, check it out. If you feel like supporting the show, you can do that and I'd appreciate it. But past that, let's get on to the show, uh, as it pertains to this episode. My friend Brent, Brent Helmkamp, is today's guest. He uh, is a real cool fella here in Fort Wayne and all around, uh, all around uh, cool fella. He uh, recently took a bike trip to Cuba, and uh, we talk about that today. He, well, he flew there and then was riding a bike around, like a, a, a bicycle. He's a bicycle guy, which is really sweet. I like that a lot since I enjoy riding my bike around town in the summer. So we uh, have that in common, which is really sweet. Uh, He also makes hot sauce and chili crunch. Uh, You've maybe heard me talk about his chili crunch before. Uh, Brent's my flavor guy. So uh, if you want to check out his business, it's called Fresh Phoenix with two Fs. F-R-E-S-H. Yeah. F-E-N-I-X. I'll put a link to the Facebook page down in the show notes. That's where you can keep up with him. He's going to be at some farmer's markets this summer. You can also get his stuff at the health food shop where I work in the kitchen and at uh, the Plowshares Food Hub spot down at the uh, Electric Works here in Fort Wayne. And uh, somewhere else that I can't remember, but uh, check him out. Really good stuff. He also spins fire and juggles in the Pyroscope Fire Troop here in Fort Wayne. So we talk a little bit about that. You can follow them on Instagram. I'll put a link to their page down in the show notes. So yeah, I hope you enjoy this conversation I had with Brent. Before we do that, I want to announce and let you know about the next Ecstatic Dance. That'll be on March 3rd. Uh, As I'm recording this, we had a dance last night, and it was really, really awesome. It was a smaller group of people, and we were in a smaller studio room at the Dance Collective, and it was a really good time. Everybody, it seems like everybody had a really good experience, so thanks to everyone who joined us for that. And then you can join us at Blossom Bash. That's going to be March 22nd, so stay tuned for more information on that. And without ado, here's Los Lemons. I've been forgetting to mention that the intro song is by Los Lemons, but shout out to them, and uh, hope you enjoy this conversation I had with Mr. Brent Humpkin. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Thanks for having the, uh, me. The, so I'll give you a little introduction. Uh, you, well, we'll, we'll be talking about your trip to Cuba today mainly. You're a bike rider. You've ridden a lot in Mexico too, right? Yeah. You've no. probably spent more time in Mexico than me, an actual Mexican, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. Um, you make the chili crunch and the good hot sauce that I tell everybody about um, the, uh, with Fresh Phoenix. 
Uh, that's at the health food shop, right? Mm -hmm. You're yep. selling it at the yep. health food As shop? As of uh, December. Yep. Heck yeah. Heck mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, may, are you a founding member of Pyroscope? Uh, not Did a you? founding member. Okay. No, that happened long before I came back oh, to really? Fort Wayne. Okay. I, I don't back. know why I thought that. Yeah. I'm glad I clarified that. So not a founding <laughs> member, but uh, uh, in my eyes, a leading member of Pyroscope, <laughs> uh, the, juggle, the juggling man. Uh, my, I think my sister calls you Chili Crunch Guy. Okay. And she saw you up on the uh, at the... Um, debutantes ball yeah. and i was like oh hey did you see brent up there and she's like yeah is that chili crunch guy i'm like yeah that's chili crunch guy oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> so we're yeah words getting around um but you just came back from cuba how was that it was pretty awesome what, uh, what were you doing there like i know you were riding your bike but you had some kind of alternate or yeah uh, there's always a lot plans. of different reasons for things to try to layer up goals and stuff like that but um I was trying to learn about uh, Cuban agriculture because their, oh, yeah. their organic agriculture is really big there. Um, riding a bike is always something I love to do. Practicing Spanish. Um, and we were donating oh, cool. some items. We, we gave our bikes away. Oh, and sweet. Uh, just kind of learning about Cuban culture. I've always been interested in the culture too. So all of those things. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And you went like 300 miles, wow. you said, over the course of like two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. Nice. Solid two weeks. About, nice. About 300 miles, yeah. And you, you do a lot of gardening, too, so the agricultural thing must have been of like particular interest to you, right? Yeah, it definitely was. That's what got me interested in Cuba about 10 years ago. Oh, So I've okay. been wanting to take this trip for a long time. I've come very, oh. very close to doing it, but never actually did, and now is just the time, but... That's what originally got me interested in it was when I learned about all the organic farms down there and hmm. stuff like that. They have a history of organic farming. So hmm. um, I started I, looking at that yeah. and yeah, that was the original motivator for sure. And the bike thing as well, too, <laughs> uh -huh. because um, there's not a lot of cars on the streets there. Oh. And I love uh, cycle touring and it just seemed like the perfect place to ride a bike. Cool. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Not a lot of cars. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. They just, they have the old classic cars because... Um, after the revolution, they couldn't, well, we have the embargo and they can't buy new cars. So they just have the old cars from like the fifties and they just keep fixing them and fixing them and they're still keep them running and stuff like no that. Way. Like master mechanics, but, um, Whoa. cars are expensive too. And uh -huh. it's kind of a poor country. So there's just not a lot of cars driving around the city or the countryside. Mm -hmm. So it's a perfect place for a bike cruise around for sure. Are there a lot of like locals riding bikes then? Uh, or is somewhat, it like... yeah. It's it's a it's a bigger form of transportation than here for sure. Okay. Um, it's a, it's it's seen as a more viable way to get around uh -huh. the countryside. We weren't the only people riding a bike on the highway. You'd pass <laughs> oh, some cool. other people or even um some oxen on the highway as well sometimes well, like, <laughs> it's just it's different down there yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah i uh that's neat that they just keep fixing up their old cars like i was just talking with my friend judith this morning about like the wastefulness of our culture like she was talking about this like chocolate company that did like a flavor run and they ended up not like deciding to not produce that flavor. Yeah. So they had 50 gallon drums yeah. full of chocolate that just like went to the yeah. dumpster. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, that's just so American. Yeah, just and to hear about like Cuba, they're still fixing up cars yeah. that are 60, 70 yeah. years old. Like, yeah. yeah, it's possible. Out of necessity. Um, but still it makes you think, that mm -hmm. we could do something like that just a little to a to a degree you yeah know, yeah even sure. meet them halfway and right, like yeah. we're <laughs> having to build less like yeah. a quarter of the cars maybe or something yeah, exactly. huh. that's cool that's yeah. cool i didn't and and so the farming aspect they're doing like organic farming down there i want to know more about that okay yeah. like like so you you heard about this like 10 years ago so uh -huh. they've been doing this for a while yeah so i'll give you a, a quick a quick rundown on the history so yeah um after the revolution that was in like the late 50s early okay. 60s um the u.s and cuba didn't really get along because uh -huh. they're communists and we're not and everything like that yeah yeah so they linked up with the soviet union because they were they were uh, communists too and they found mm -hmm. allies in them and so they would get a lot of there was a lot of trade between the two countries okay. so cuba would sh ship sugar to them and then oh. the Soviet Union would ship them um, fertilizers and oil. 
and like just basic food products like beans and stuff like that. Okay. And so when the Soviet Union fell in the late 80s, um, all of a sudden Cuba didn't have oil or fertilizers mm. or food. Whoa. And so they called the 90s the special period in Cuba. It was a really rough time where they didn't have, uh, there was huge food shortages and um, they didn't have fertilizers and oil all of a sudden. So mm -hmm. they just had to figure out how to grow food and they had to Whoa. figure out how to grow food organically because that was the only way. Uh -huh. <laughs> so they started just figuring it out. Uh, and they would grow, huh. um, urban gardens became pretty big in Havana uh -huh. and they figured out a lot of stuff just out of sheer necessity. Whoa. And then it became more developed. And then in the two thousands, there's some pretty cool farms. They made some pretty good progress and gotten pretty knowledgeable with organic mm. farming. There's still food shortages there. Um, but they've made a lot of progress for sure. And they're very knowledgeable mm. and advanced in their farming ways. So wow. kind of cool. Yeah. So, like, uh, you've been gardening for a while. That's a particular interest and practice of yours. What were some things that, like, was there anything you thought was really cool that you hadn't seen or, like, that you're bringing back that you're going to implement into your gardening? Um, perhaps. It is a different it's environment different down scale there. scale and environment. Yeah, environment, for sure. particularly tropical. Yeah, um, yeah. For sure. Um, one thing that stands out, which I'm, I'm probably not going to do, but... Um, the coolest thing that I saw was some of their organic um, pesticides they did. Oh. So they would take um, tobacco, the stems from tobacco, and they'd put it in a big bucket, and then they would soak uh, soak the leaves in water for like three days, and then they'd draw that up into a, a sprayer, and like that's just oh. an organic pesti pesticide. Yeah. You could spray it on anything, even like lettuce and stuff like that. Uh -huh. So that's pretty cool. It's just like tobacco tea, yeah there's something yeah there's something in the tobacco that bugs don't don't like ah, you know um interesting. And so it's just they just make a spray with that and that was pretty cool oh. um and then just seeing um things that i kind of already knew about but just uh, see them doing it so well on a bigger scale like giant um vermicompost things where you take worms to create soil oh. uh, there was an urban farm in havana that had that on a pretty big scale and it was just oh, really cool. They really know what they were doing. They've been doing it for such a long time. Mm -hmm. It was just a process, you know. They know exactly what they were doing. So, mm. yeah, and they're doing urban farming too. Yeah, I guess I just initially thought like, or yeah. rural farming, yeah. but the urban farming. Well, it, it makes sense. Too. It, lo getting local food makes sense everywhere, but there in particular, because gas is so expensive so transportation mm. becomes even more oh, of a factor. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. you grow food a hundred miles outside of Havana. You still got to get it there, mm -hmm. and that's not mm -hmm. that far, that big of a deal. But it's even more of a big deal down there. So it just mm -hmm. makes sense to grow food more local because it's just right there. So oh. the local thing for them is even more pronounced and more uh -huh. important. You know? Uh huh. huh. <laughs> I mean, it's funny that like locally grown food is like a fucking trend yeah. here in yeah. America. Yeah. Like it all uh -huh. like it. Mm -hmm. sickens me to a certain extent yeah. <laughs> like connecting it's, that together that like yeah. they're doing it because they uh -huh. they don't have petrol fuel yeah and we're doing it because yeah. it can you can put a higher price tag on a dish if yeah. it's farm to table or like right um <laughs> the that's, uh that's gnarly the organic thing too it's really interesting because yeah they, yeah it's, you know we call it organic food and it's more expensive but Food down there, or vegetables down there, are just organic by nature. They're just uh -huh. so. Um, it's just food. Yeah, it's like, just a vegetable. It's not an organic vegetable. Yeah, it's, just... that, it's like the meme that, like, in the forties, like organic food was just called food. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huh. uh, yeah. That's. I hadn't. That's interesting. That connection of like them doing something out of necessity and yeah. us here in America doing it as like a trend and fad. Yeah. I never like, yeah, I, I, I never knew about yeah. that happening that way in Cuba. And so never kind of put that together. Yeah, It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. I think even if it is a fad here, it's, I would like to think it's based in some sort of good motivation. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? People trying to do things that make sense, but yeah. it definitely is a trend and you can definitely charge way more for, you <laughs> uh -huh. know, if it's organic or whatever. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Huh. But it doesn't like need to be that way. Yeah. Like I was yeah. this morning talking to my friend who told me about the 50 gallon drums of chocolate yeah. that went into the dumpster. I was like, 
thinking about how that's the result of a, of just capitalism economy. <clears throat> and we're like in late stage capitalism right now. So to see that like this thing that is good for like the people in the community and like urban farming and organic like f- food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a good thing. I agree that like, and there is, I think positive motivation behind it, like tracing back to like the hippie movement in the like sixties and seventies, like yeah. the health food movement and stuff like that. But like, yeah, that's, that's a good point that there is a good, like a positive motivation. Um, maybe not in everybody, like, yeah, you know, we're no, still sure. in late stage capitalism. Yeah, so there's someone's a lot gonna of greenwashing and, and stuff like yeah, that too. Where yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. You put a natural word on there and you charge twice as much and all mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. definitely happens. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But so you're doing urban gardening here in Fort Wayne and you're like growing, you're growing peppers. You're growing lots of good peppers. Mostly peppers. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just want to, I want to get into that. What kind of peppers are you into right now? Like are, are you, uh, you've been growing I'll just let you take it away. You know about peppers. So right, yeah. tell me about peppers, Brent. Okay. Um, yeah, most of my garden, it's a very small garden. It's just the, the backyard in, in a, in a DO8 in the neighborhood. Um, but most of the garden is spicy peppers. And most of those peppers are a particular type, cherapita peppers, which are from Peru. And they're little tiny yellow peppers. And they're pretty spicy. They have a strong citrusy flavor. And I, I use them in my orange sunshine hot sauce, so I, I need to have a, a supply of those, and they're pretty much impossible to buy, so you got to grow your own. That's cool. Um, and then I do just, every year I'll check out a few other varieties I'm curious about and just kind of test them out and everything, and mm-hmm. maybe make some hot sauce for friends with those and stuff like that. Heck but yeah. It's mostly 90, 90% cherapitas, pretty nice. much. So. Nice, so, yeah. a lot of A lot of picking in August and September. Uh-huh. Do you have like a stash of them, like dried? Uh, I do. I I freeze them, so you can freeze peppers, and they freeze pretty pretty well. Um, Oh, cool! And yeah, I've got big gallon bags full of frozen peppers for sure. (laughs) You can take them out, um, and you can even you could ferment them if you wanted to. So uh yeah, freezing peppers works. Everyone knows. Yeah, and they if you ferment them, that's like. a preservation process yeah, right like you yeah. could they could keep for yeah. a little while if you do it properly right yeah it's a good way to make um really tasty hot sauce too it's uh, more involved it takes takes time but uh-huh, maybe uh-huh. one day i'll come out with a fermented hot sauce but that's uh-huh. a whole other process that you gotta master on a larger scale for mm-hmm. sure yeah. cool so how'd you get into making hot sauce um i've always loved hot sauce <laughs> ever since i was a little kid i've just i've loved it my entire life i've always um <laughs> eaten a lot of it and like to try new kinds and um whenever i travel i always gotta have a bottle of hot sauce with me and stuff like that and so yeah i've just always always loved it loved consuming it and then um i've made fresh salsa for a very long time mm, oh yeah 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 dude I your started, salsa rocks started thank you uh-huh. i started selling fresh salsa at the farmer's market a couple of years ago and then i started experimenting with making hot sauce and it's really fun so i nice. started developing it even more nice and you you have like uh, so i mentioned before that you've biked through mexico a lot you did that with your brother right yeah for sure nice what what parts of mexico did you go through um so we started in uh, mexico city and then we went south from there oh Um, cool southern mexico is pretty interesting (laughs) so Uh 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 yeah we started in mexico city and went south um through i think there's one of the states is like Puebla and then Oaxaca mm-hmm. and then Chiapas mm-hmm. and then you're in mm-hmm. Guatemala after that. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. My dad lives on the Yucatan Peninsula. Oh, cool. nice. yeah. So he's not in Oaxaca, but I think yeah. he's like in the neighboring state and right, I think kind of yeah, close yeah. to the border. Cool. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I love, love Mexico. It's <laughs> so cool. Like, uh, a couple of years ago, the Mexicans started getting a real, getting a lot of heat and it's, it was a real bummer, but like, it's nice talking to people who've like been to Mexico and experienced the culture and like, everyone's like, yeah, Mexicans, 
are super awesome like yeah. super nice people it's like as long as you don't mess with the car the cartels yeah. or like try and cut into their yeah. their yeah. money like <laughs> and you give them money you go in if you're just like a tourist and yeah. you're buying their food and supporting the economy they're all about having you around yeah. um yeah. yeah that's awesome that's super cool yeah. when did you do that that was a long time that was a while ago <laughs> right yeah 2009 maybe okay very long time ago yeah cool cool very long time ago neat neat (laughs) did you get any good like good hot sauce down there um in mexico yeah everywhere you go there's good hot sauce that's true there's good hot sauce Um, everywhere (laughs) and then we went down to central america too and the rest of central america is not as spicy as a place as mexico but we would come Mm. across some interesting sauces here and there um in costa rica and uh, guatemala sometimes too so Definitely collecting bottles of hot sauce as we as we go and traveling with them even on a bike. It's, it's always <laughs> it's fun. cool. Yeah. Kind of like a, a flavor postcard yeah. for the places yeah. that you visit. Uh, jazz up your, your beans and yeah. rice, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta be able to jazz up the beans and rice. That's so much of what it is. Like some other friends of mine are switching to like a a more plant-based diet like they're cutting out meat and cheese Mm -hmm. and so i was talking to him about like uh what foods to do Mm because i was like asking him okay what do you eat and they're like or what do they used to eat Mm because they're changing their diet now and they said well it was like beef and cheese (laughs) and i was like okay well you could substitute beans for the beef and like legumes and nuts and stuff and i mean like it really just comes down to beans and rice like pretty pretty important staple yeah yeah i don't it's so strange that like america america's just a weird fucking place this is such a strange place to be living (laughs) because yeah those staple foods like beans and rice are not like staple foods mm-hmm. here it seems like I don't, are there even like staple foods in america i mean like wheat maybe for bread yeah, yeah. processed wheat i guess processed <laughs> I wheat is our staple crap food i don't, I don't know. know i don't know <laughs> it's don't a good know. thing that you took that trip to cuba to learn about organic farming because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we need that stuff up here i don't know what people eat ham- hamburgers and Stuff like that, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I've like spent some time trying to figure out like what's the. Yeah, we eat a lot of stuff like, too. You know, you yeah. go out to eat and you can get food from all over. I guess. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole melting pot right, thing with yeah. it being a mix of so yeah. many different cultures. A lot of variety here like, for sure. That's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and maybe, I don't know if that's like good or bad. Like, because mm-hmm. I mean, in Cuba, there's probably this deeper history of their culture like mm. i don't know how long people have lived there yeah, but like long time, yeah. long time. Yeah. and cause is, is that where uh where like the settlers like the first people landed yeah like columbus right. did he land in cuba i, I believe so yeah it's I'm pretty sure. That's, yeah. Or at least like that area. Yeah, it might have been where they Cuba first too. hit. Yeah, it's it's got a long history. There was a there was a castle in Havana that was built in 1589. So whoa, it's pretty crazy. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, so. And we don't have that here in America. Even yeah. and, and then there's like I'm sure history behind that of yeah. like the indigenous people. Yeah. Um, in Florida, there's some of the, there's some Spanish settlements in Florida that are pretty damn old. In Southern uh-huh, Florida, because uh-huh. it's pretty close to Cuba. That's why uh-huh. we're 90 miles away, but. In southern Florida, there's some church that's from, like, the 1600s and stuff like huh. that, too, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder, like, I mean, it, it seems that those richer culture or older cultures, like, with longer running history, have, like, a richer culture than we do here in America. I'm just, like, comparing here. Mm-hmm. Um so like I've thought about like America as being like a teenager mm-hmm. in terms of like yeah. our cultural development. We're like real angsty and like <laughs> flipping the middle finger to everybody else, but Rebellious, think yeah. that we know what's best. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so like looking at like Mexico and like Cuba and like Eastern like Asian countries that have like thousands and thousands of years of history of those people being on 
on that land mm-hmm. like and just working on things like like I thought about like Italy and how like people have been hanging out in Italy for like thousands of years doing kind of the same stuff like making wine uh and pasta and i don't know fighting lions and And so like they've had so like more time to be bored and think like okay what can i do to this year's batch of wine that's different from last year and they've had like thousands of years to do that in their cultural development whereas in america we've had like maybe four or five hundred years of like american cultural development um and the like native americans the indigenous people have like really gotten shafted there's a rich culture there um for darn sure but like has totally been neglected um and like really been given the short end of the stick so it's like do you think there's anything to that like you've experienced more i think you've traveled more than me mm-hmm. but like i don't know if, if if that's like a legit thing like there's there's kind of like a yeah. like more angst here in america it feels like yeah. yeah you can see when you travel around like just architecture and stuff like that um just even in Central America, there's always, every country always has a, a modern capital city, and then there's also the, the first colonial city as well. Mm. And the colonial city is like usually the city that the Spanish first um, founded, and there's always like old churches and stuff like that. And some of them are like really, really old. Um, mm. mm-hmm. And I guess even that's like new, that'd be called like the New World. If, I haven't been to Europe, but I'm sure traveling around Europe, you see stuff that's mm. just super, super old, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah. thousands of years old. So I've really experienced that. And, India, uh, I was there and I got to experience that a little bit. Like it's mm. a city called Varanasi and there's mm-hmm. people have been living there for thousands and thousands of years in that same spot. So yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely some huh. deep, long culture there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, hmm. yeah. but it's cool to like, I guess on the flip side, I'm complaining, but let me try and see it as an opportunity and stop being a hater. Like we have an opportunity and like the chance to work on like developing that culture here and like to figure out what we like to do and like spend our time as doing as humans. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And making hot sauce and riding bikes is a pretty good way to spend time. (laughs) I I don't make hot sauce, but I eat, I consume a good amount of your hot sauce and I ride bikes around here. So I think uh, (laughs) I agree with your life choices, Brent. (laughs) And uh, so what about Pyroscope? You're like a, a pretty, you're you're a kick-ass juggler that's that's something i i've not seen too often how'd you get into that hmm. um i think it's hard to say but probably like you've seen people at like music festivals like spinning fire and stuff like that um and just kind of getting the idea in the head and then trying it out and realizing it's really fun and then getting motivated to get, get as good as i can at it heck yeah and just keep going yeah yeah, it's such a cool, like, skill that people develop. Like, me being a musician, I put all of my, well, not all of, but most of my energy into, like, developing that yeah. skill. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, when I see someone who's developed a different artistic yeah. skill, right. I, like, have a great, like, a right. super... yeah appreciation yeah. and respect for that like yeah, yeah it takes yeah. a lot of time to f- develop right. that yeah i think that's cool that's if you've taken if you've developed anything for a, a long amount of time then i like i appreciate that like seeing someone else and um it could be anything it's totally different someone painting or something and being just recognizing how long it probably took them to get good at that you know mm-hmm. what i mean and have yeah. the appreciation for it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah the whole like ten thousand hours thing yeah. is legit um and there's only so many hours in a day. I can't right. practice guitar and DJing and yeah. juggling. <laughs> I could in one day, but I'd yeah. have to cut my sleep in half. And I'm not doing that. That's that's not doable. <laughs> that's cool. And how? So you you're not a founding member of Pyroscope, but when did you start in with that group? Because you guys do super awesome stuff. Like um, I've seen a couple of your shows, and it's super sweet. Thank you. Um, Two thousand. So used to live in California and, um, well, 
semi-nomadically, I'd go out there and work for a few months at a time, but moved back in 2016, and then that's when I joined up with Pyroscope okay. more often. Okay. They, had, they had been doing stuff since, I think, like 2011 or 12 oh, okay. or something like that. Really? So, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah for sure. That's super cool. Yeah. yeah. And I... I saw you guys at Busker Fest last year, mm-hmm. and that was a super awesome show. I think yeah. you guys have done that a couple years in a row, right? Oh, many, many years in a row. <laughs> I don't even know how many. I My first year doing it was 2016, and okay. they had done it for at least three years before that. So oh, cool. It's been like almost 10 years or nice. something like that. So, <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And there's a documentary that was made about the group um did the, someone at silver birch did that yeah, right adam yeah yeah uh-huh. and, and i i've i watched it on youtube at one point do you know if it's still it's probably still up there yeah i'm um, sure you can find they have it a on... youtube channel like silver birch yeah. studios you can find it on the youtube yeah. channel that sure. was really cool yeah. i really dug that um yeah, yeah. i think i i remember hearing <laughs> about kind of just the uh, rigmarole of making it happen yeah. from Julia and like just yeah. getting all the scheduling done and, yeah. and all that being somewhat stressful at times, which yeah. always tends to be. Uh, but I'm glad it worked out because I thought it was it was really cool. It gave a, a like good look into like this art form that doesn't get like kind of like the layers peeled back on all that yeah. often like yeah, i feel yeah. like uh it's it's like fire spinning and like uh flow arts are often perceived just on like the spectacle level mm-hmm. and it's like oh it's a cool thing that they're doing and yeah. it's pretty and like showy but yeah. that like the documentary gave a look into like the like emotional and like personal side of it. Like each person that was in that documentary had their own story of like how they came to it, what the like practice of doing that meant to him. I thought that was really cool. I think that's what he was going for with that. Nice. That was the goal. It's definitely the goal. Success. And I mean, a big part of that is just, if that was his goal, picking a, a group of people that can fulfill that yeah. uh, kudos yeah. to him for yeah. he was good at making coaxing the right call. us into talking about different things and nice sure. nice <laughs> very cool yeah. do you guys have anything coming up uh, it's uh, winter now so you're probably a yeah. little slower yeah. at this time um you gonna yeah. do busker fest again um i assume the plan so. i assume so yeah <laughs> hope so yeah um we have uh, Weather the Fort, the Winter Festival, oh, downtown cool. Fort Wayne. That's on February 17th from 740 to 8. So oh, okay, there's, cool. There's um, there's always bands and food and ice sculpting and then fire spinning. So cool. We're going to do that. And nice. February 14th in it, Rochester at the Times Theater, there's a Tom, Betty, Tom Petty cover band. Um, no. and we're going to be doing the, they're going to do a set break and we're going to do a little LED show in the middle of that. Oh, so. cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that fun. sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, weather the fort, you said that's the 28th. Uh, that's this February 17th, February 17th. Okay. I'll try to find a link to that yeah. and put it in the show notes. Yeah. 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 That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah. You're making more hot sauce. Uh, yeah, gonna get back on the wagon here soon. Nice, nice. Um, start scheduling some, um, some farmer's markets for sure. I usually mm-hmm. do more in the summer, um, but I'm gonna start doing a couple winter ones at the, the Bar Street Market, which is in the old candy factory, uh, in the wintertime yeah, every yeah, Saturday. Yeah. So I'll do a few of those in the next couple, coming up months. So. Nice, nice. Yeah. Heck yeah. Are you doing salsa still for that? Yeah, for nice, sure. At the nice. farmer's market. Fresh salsa. And then uh, orange sunshine hot sauce and the chili crunch. Nice, nice. I'm gonna try to ramp things up and get back in there. Heck yeah, sure, yeah, you know. dude. The chili crunch yeah. is so good. Yeah. Like, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. what all? What I I don't want to ask your secrets, but like, yeah. 
how do you make it taste so good? Oh, uh, it's got what a lot of that. Gotta just put a lot of good tasting stuff together and <laughs> stuff tastes good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Cooking <laughs> advice from Brent. Put stuff, good tasting stuff together and I mean, taste good. Don't, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to be any more complicated yeah. than that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Makes sense, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense and it works. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and the, the orange sunshine, it does. That's, I want to like try a cherapita like on its own yeah. to try and get that like did you, did you grow some did you did you have a couple or? i don't think so okay. no i think i grew something else okay maybe and... bikinis okay yeah yeah okay. yeah um so hopefully this maybe this coming season i can get a couple yeah. more plants from you yeah i'll get for sure i'm gonna cool probably today i'm gonna Get some oh, seeds nice. starting up here pretty nah. soon. So. <laughs> yeah, that's rad. Yeah, I uh, I want to do a better job on my garden this year. I say that every mm -hmm. winter that I'm like, all right, this yeah. year I'm gonna do it, do it well. So, just like a little bit better each year. Yeah. Um, would be sweet where do you have plants at uh, i've got a plot at my mom's house oh, okay, cool. so um in her backyard i've been working on the same piece of dirt for i think this will be like see my eighth yeah. season yeah. seventh or eighth growing season working yeah. in that little yeah. little plot of dirt i've got some compost piles yeah. um that I need to tend to this spring for sure mm -hmm. um and it's really cool like i I've I've been bummed that the last couple of years I've not had as much time to put into gardening and yeah. like yeah. it's good it's a a good thing to do just like getting outside yeah. being under the sunshine yeah. maybe getting a sun a little bit of a sunburn yeah it's a lot of work <laughs> yeah That's yeah sure. <laughs> but like always so worth it like yeah. uh, with my that conversation I was having this morning about like food waste I brought up how like so few people know like how to cook and like what to do with ingredients yeah, yeah. and um <laughs> so like yeah that's and, and then on and so then past that how it, it takes work to like utilize ingredients and to like cook things yeah. and I think it takes a little, it probably takes more than just putting good things together to get something good. <laughs> like, yeah, you got to do that. But like there's, you know, in, in January, you're starting your seeds. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, that's, that's the, the effort and the labor that goes into it. Yeah. And like, I'm I'm re I'm really hating on our on America on American culture today. I don't know why, yeah. um, but like it seems like we're, there's so much rampant laziness and people don't want to like put effort into yeah. things, whatever it it's, may be. In this case, growing a garden or yeah. peppers for tastier, fresher yeah. salsa, like. But yeah. it's worth it, right? Yeah, it's just America's. It's very fast. Everything's fast yeah, and yeah. speedy and convenient and stuff mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think we we just need to slow the hell down, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> they, oh, one of the groups in Cuba that um, just came around. I think it's worldwide based, but they linked me up with a lot of farms, and it's called the. They have a website. It's called the Slow Food Movement, mm. and um, hmm. there's a lot. I was thinking of, about that name, the Slow Food Movement. I think there's a lot behind that. It's an intentional name, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because it takes time to grow stuff. You know, mm, yeah, <laughs> you want yeah, a pepper. Yeah. In like six months, you start the seed now, you know, uh -huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. it just takes time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that's a really good point of just slowing down and being able to appreciate the fact that it takes six months to go from seed yeah. to pepper. And like, if you do that, you appreciate the pepper so much more. Like it doesn't just appear in the case, yeah. the produce case at the grocery store. Yeah. Like someone started that seed yeah. months ago right. so that it could be here right now. Yeah. Like we've gotten disconnected from that. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that's a good thing about just growing a small garden too, because you see how yeah. much work goes into it and how hard it is. And you grew all this for all these, this time and you got your, your one broccoli head or whatever. <laughs> and then you go in a grocery store and you just see all that food and you, and you think about what went into getting that food yeah, there. And you yeah. think of how many farms and how many farmers and how much like work went into that. And then you, you can kind of appreciate all the stuff in there, you yeah, know, how yeah. much work, work behind it and everything mm -hmm. like that. So. 
Because, yeah, we don't need to, like, go back to the point of everyone growing all their own food. Like, I don't think we're going to get rid of factory farming, nor do I think it's, like, necessary, perhaps. Um, But to, like, kind of, if we adjusted our perception of what comes out of that method of production, then maybe, like we won't you know we'll be more mindful about what we're throwing out and then just do a better job of slowing down (laughs) like if you have less waste then i think that's a good way of being able to like slow down like it's it's a wow this is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I hope people have listened to this far because yeah. uh, this is really good stuff. <laughs> I, I have checked out the statistics for the podcast and I try not to. I didn't for like almost a year. I just was like doing the thing and then I found out where I needed to click to look at the statistics. And like 33% of people are like active listens, which means they listen through 75% of the episode. Oh, wow. So like when it gets to the the later point of the episode i try to like give props to people if oh, they're still yeah. listening it's like hey you're in like yeah. the 95th percentile of yeah. attention spans mm-hmm. in america so good work um <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's interesting that you can look at that and see where mm-hmm. it's it's technology it's so easy like i can look like it has a map of the world and where people mm. are like listening from, at least on my website. I don't know if it can do that for like <laughs> the Spotify statistics or anything, but yeah, the the stats and all that on, yeah. on websites and technology, it's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> well, Brent, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, Is there anything sure. you want to like point people towards any pages to follow? I know Pyroscope has uh page and they post stuff every once in a while mm-hmm. um is there anything for fresh phoenix that uh, people can... yeah i i have um get a website eventually but yeah my facebook page i'd, I'd like to cool get some people on there get some likes on there sweet uh, for sure um i'm just gonna start trying to get in there and uh build things up and get things moving so nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, check out my facebook page cool. fresh phoenix with uh f's so mm-hmm, fresh mm-hmm. phoenix two f's heck yeah, yeah heck yeah and uh you're gonna do the bar street farmers markets that's yeah. the plan right yeah, for sure nice nice yep. definitely check that out downtown on bar street and saturday morning it's mm-hmm. huge it's growing it's two full streets now and it's packed they got um pony rides for the kids and stuff like that <laughs> so there's are they doing kinds... pony rides indoors no no they out do on the street yeah they, they pull up this pony wagon in the alley and then they no they way. ride them around the, the street or whatever. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. I did see that. Yeah. 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 Pretty wild. And they, <laughs> yeah, they got to awesome. shovel up all the poop at the end <laughs> off, the, off the cement. And, yeah. It's pretty cool. That's but awesome. People seem to enjoy it. So. Heck, yeah. yeah. Heck, yeah. Enjoy it enough to tolerate the yeah. smell of yeah. horse dung. That's good. <laughs> I mean, what's better in a summer morning than the smell of a fresh horse pie? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, heck, yeah. Everybody get some uh, fresh food phoenix salsa um or do you and uh, can people like get stuff from you if you're not at the farmer's market do you do any like special ordering or like or stuff like that i don't want to like force your hand you can say no yeah if that's like too much trouble for you but um no not not really um eventually i'll, I'll have a website and stuff like that okay, or cool. a way to do that but that's a lot of the idea behind um getting starting to get into stores so if you want some mm-hmm. not fresh salsa but if you want hot sauce and chili crunch you can go to the health food shop and um there's a few other store plowshares um at electric works has my stuff oh, now cool. nice um so there will be more coming soon so nice. I'll, that's a, get on the facebook page and like that and i'll i'll tell you the locations but there'll be some more stores for sure cool so, heck yeah. Yeah. yeah very cool well thanks for being on the yeah. show dude appreciate your yeah. time yeah thanks for having me righteous yeah Thanks for joining me, Brent. That was a really good one. I really dug having you on the show and look forward to seeing you around town. Everybody, check this dude out. He's the cool guy that's juggling <laughs> around town. Uh, yeah, he's he's super sweet and a really cool guy. So say hey, say hi, buy some of his salsa, buy some of his chili crunch and his hot sauce. The stuff is like the tastiest stuff around. It's really, really good. 
So uh, join us on March 3rd for the next Ecstatic Dance. Join us at Blossom Bash on March 22nd. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see you around. I'm going to be doing some other uh, musical things like singing and playing guitar um, that I'll be talking about soon. So uh, I'm still doing that, but I've been taking some time this winter to, to lie low a little bit on that side of the, uh, the musical world. So yeah, yeah. Stay tuned for more singing and playing guitar for me if you're into that kind of stuff. Uh, but oh, today's song is from a band called Commissure, uh, and this features Autumn Turley on violin. She was part of the Chautauqua tour, and I interviewed uh, her and Pan Williams a couple episodes back. And she stopped at my place for a couple days on her way back to the East Coast and told me about this band that she was in back when she was living in San Francisco. And I uh, bought one of their old albums off Bandcamp, so I'll link to that below. If you want to throw them some support, feel free. Um, But I'm going to close out today's episode with a song called Beautifully Blurry by Commissure. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time.